I'm Susan Brown. I'm Michaela Joy O'Shea. And I'm Jay Yi. You're listening to Beyond the Fog Radio. Our podcast about the untold stories of San Francisco's long history from the people that have helped shape it. Whether you're new to San Francisco or have lived here your entire life, join us as we share the stories of our city by the bay. Jay, I know you've been to Berkeley a million times, but when you first think of Berkeley, what comes to mind? Hmm. When I first think of Berkeley, I think about Berkeley growing up here, and I think about the Haight-Ashbury, but bigger, (laughs) and a lot of incense and smoke shops and vegan places. (laughs) (laughs) Veganism? Veganism and forward thinking and activism and, of course, Cal Berkeley. Well, yeah, I also, when I think of Berkeley, I think of the University of Berkeley as well, because I went to its sister school, the University of Colorado in Boulder. And we used to say that Boulder is a watered down version of Berkeley in the way that the people of Boulder, I don't want to talk negatively, but they don't really act on all of their opinions and Mm -hmm. activism that they claim to have. I mean, there's things that happen, but moving here. Yeah, mowing Berkeley is what it is. I mean, there is some real activism happening over there next to me, next to Oakland. And I love (laughs) all of the food. And I usually go food shopping there, all the farmer's market. There's always traffic, but, you know, who doesn't have traffic in California anymore? Berkeley is adorable. I really like Berkeley. Outside of my mother being from Berkeley, and we used to go visit our grandmother and my great-grandmother, who all lived in the same house forever. Right. I'm so excited to hear about mom's story from Berkeley. This is going to be fun. Berkeley, California is the ancestral land of the Chochenyo-speaking Ohlone people, but its current name comes from the 18th century Irish philosopher George Berkeley. Yes, we've all technically been pronouncing it wrong this entire time. In the present day, Berkeley is one of the most socially progressive cities in the United States and home to one of the oldest universities in the state of California, the University of California at Berkeley, or Cal for short. This episode, we're taking a trip back through time to learn about what Berkeley was like when our guests this week were in their formative years in the 40s and 50s. Join us now for our conversation with four of the six siblings from the Vitero family. Blanche Brown, Susan's mom, and Julia Vitero, Ginger Vitero Irwin, and Dolores Presley. Hi, my name is Blanche Brown. Hi, my name is Julia Vitero. Hi, my name is Ginger Irwin Vitero. Ginger Vitero Irwin. (laughs) Good morning. I'm Dolores Vitero Presley. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So we're going to start off with a pretty easy question. You guys were all born and raised in Berkeley, California. So when you were little, what was Berkeley like? Oh, it was a sleepy little town. And where we lived... It was a big, gigantic train that ran right by our building, which was totally fun to have that train come by because we would always wave at the engineer if we were outside. 
Did you sleep? Did it come at all hours of the night? All hours. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Did it become a white noise that was in the background? Or, no. No, so never. Loud, right? No. <laughs> and, because, so and beside that, the building would shake all the time when <laughs> it came by. We lived on Sacramento Street. And Sacramento Street, is, it's a big, wide street. And the trains would come by. Freight trains and passenger trains. So we would just wave to the passenger trains if we were outside or the engineer and the freight trains. And they went by, you know, 24 hours a day. Also, you couldn't cross the street when the train was going through because they were pretty long. And I remember I was too little to cross the street by myself anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But do too during the Second World War, the trains would be filled with troops, you know, men going to war. And you were all how old when you were first living in? You were born in Berkeley, right? Born in, in Oakland, Oakland but raised, raised in, in Berkeley. Berkeley. I don't know how old we were when we moved to Sacramento State. Yeah, I don't remember living in Oakland at all, so we were just infants, I guess. I, I, I don't kind remember. of remember a little bit, but not a whole lot. But most of the things that I remember was in Berkeley. I, yeah, same here. That's, that's where we went to grammar school. What grammar school? Lincoln. Lincoln. Did you all go to Lincoln? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we used to walk from our house across the street. There was a Reed's Records, which is still there, and cut across the lot and walk several blocks. And we always looked out for any stray dogs that might bark at us. <laughs> <laughs> because we were all afraid of dogs. Well, I don't know why we grew up being afraid of dogs. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh, well, Mama was afraid of the dogs, I think. Yeah, that's right. Mama, Mama yeah, and my so mother was transferred really that afraid, yeah. gene to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Did she have an incident? No, I, not that she told us about. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but Sacramento Street was pretty cool because I we were kind of confined I guess to not cross the street unless Didi crossed the street because she was younger and she could do that I don't know no. different four years younger so she privileges but anyway <laughs> so all we did was we had our skates the skates that you clamp onto your shoes the soles of your shoes which are really you know if you had them now it'd be great yeah. but you clamp them on and you skate to 66th street and skate down to 67th street Back and forth. That was how we traveled. We didn't go around the corner. We stayed right in front of our house. Wow. We, had, we really had a lot of limits, but we, <laughs> did, we didn't know it then. It was lots of fun. But I never really learned how to skate, but I had a bicycle. Ah. So what they didn't know was that I could go farther than they could on their skates. <laughs> would you go around the corner? And I them? would go everywhere on that bicycle. I traveled all the way up Sacramento Street and... Around the corner, nobody knew where I was. <laughs> I'm four years younger than Ginger, so Blanche, Julia, and Ginger did all of that stuff without me because I was the baby. I was born in Berkeley at Berkeley General Hospital, which is now part of the Sutter system. But they would leave me all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I, I, it made me become very independent because my mother would always, and grandma, grandma. grandmother lived with us, she would always say, you're too independent because I would kind of do what I wanted to do and I had an explanation for it and then I'd tell them. <laughs> she was very independent because the three of us, we kind of worked as a unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever Blanche was some 
going someplace. But, Julie had to go, go, then I had to tag along. Yeah. Uh, and, we, we and, so, and so it's always, you, you see one of us, you see yeah, three, all three of us. us. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and maybe that's why Blanche, you love that bicycle because she, <laughs> she could leave us. Yeah, she could <laughs> she get away from that. us. Yeah, she get away from us. Yeah. But it, it was nice growing up in Berkeley, though. I mean, it was, it was quiet. When we were growing up, we had to go to a certain school, so we knew where we had to go to school. California Street was the street that told you if you can go on that side of the school or this side of the school. So that's why we had to go to Lincoln. No, it was farther down. It was more like Ashby because they went to Longfellow. We went to Lincoln. Oh, that's right. And we, yeah. went to, and we had to go to Lincoln. I mean, we were kind of assigned to school. If you lived here, you went to that school. Okay. Yeah. Which was not a problem because we didn't know the difference. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't know the difference. After I got into high school... And junior high school, because those who went to Longfellow went to Burbank. Yeah. And those of us who went to Lincoln went to Willard. Yeah. But when we all got to high school, school, I didn't know there were so many people my age lived around the corner <laughs> because they were across, across the, the line. Street. So we didn't go to the same schools. Cool. And I just had yeah. lunch with some of my yeah. high school friends. And all we could talk about is... Who lived where and who did what and who was your boyfriend? And we used to, you know, one boy that was cute would be everybody's boyfriend, boyfriend, you know. We'd be, <laughs> yeah, we'd share him. Yeah, 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 we would share them, you know. He was my boyfriend for a week and he's your boyfriend next week. <laughs> but I have a close bond with people who lived in that area. And often they're talking about so-and-so, she lived across the street. She lived on the other side of San Pablo Park. And we I didn't even know them until we got to high school. And now they're, you know, twice a year, there's a gang of us together wow. eating. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's cool. And you all went to the same high school, right? There was only one, one high school, school in, oh, in Berkeley. Berkeley High. Yeah. Wow, Berkeley mm-hmm. High. Unless you went to private school. It was a private school, but we didn't go to. Yeah. What we call the Hill people went to the private school. Well, no, there was Catholic school. Oh, Catholic school, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. it was a Catholic high school. Yes, I, ha- I have a friend who yeah. was so bad that her mother, she just didn't come to school one day. And we found out she had a boyfriend who was much older than she was, like three years, but older than she yeah. was. And her mother pulled her out of school that day, and she was in Catholic school the next day, Maryland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We three went to Burbank Junior High. We went to Burbank Junior High. Didi went to Willard because of that four-year space, I guess, and there was no restriction. But on the way to junior high school then, we would pick up people on the way to school and kind of zigzag. And you, so, you, so you, you, know, you leave early. If you're the first one leaving, then you leave. You know, pick up five people on the way to school and walk back. And so it was like we had the freedom, you know, to go back and forth to school by ourselves. No one really worried about, you know, if anything happened to us compared to, you know, like what's happening today. So even though we weren't exposed to a lot, I think we had a pretty okay childhood. We didn't worry about problems that, you know, kids are concerned with now. We just played. We ate. We obeyed our parents, you know, no discussions. It's just like, okay, this is what you do. So this is what we did. And so I think it was a pretty cool, I say cool, then we didn't say cool. In <laughs> a childhood. A pretty fun childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a big family. Then around the corner, there were two families that had 10 kids. So that's what we would do. We would go on picnics to the park. We'd pack our lunch. We'd 
if we want to have company, we would go and play Chinese checkers, and we could we could stay out till night, play hide and go seek, hide and go hide seek, and, go seek. <laughs> right. and so that's what we did, and that was that was great as far as we knew. Yeah, what, what we yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we spent a lot of time with the Hancock family. They had ten. Was it ten boys? No, two were girls. Two were girls, mm -hmm. but it was a whole lot of boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you were all the same age ish. Where? Kind of, yeah, yeah. I think I think we were paired off because all of us were in the same year with one of the Hancocks. That's right, except for the younger ones. Yeah, because Chester was supposed to leave the yeah. one that I was supposed to hang out with. Yeah, but he liked Julia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't remember that. I do, <laughs> but that was like later. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> no, but I do remember we would be outside in the middle of the night and just playing hide-and-go-seek at nighttime. And it was okay. We didn't have any problems with people trying to do things to you or anything like that. You felt safe. It was. It was really safe, safe. Yeah. 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 And this was a family that loved trains. And at Christmas time, their whole living room, dining room, would have tracks, and the trains would be running all over. And I don't know if kids even play with trains or anything like that now. We have one in my family that oh, we yeah. get out, and we're older. <laughs> not kids anymore. We're in our thirties, and we—it's uh, more my dad who wants to play with them. <laughs> yes, of course. So we get him out at the holidays. And, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it is a lost thing. We're kind of old-fashioned. I as just well. don't see it anymore. And this family. They had their trains running from their living room into their dining room and all, all okay. over the whole house. And they had little houses and the trains would make noises. I mean, it was really cool. And that's something that I just don't see anymore. No. Well, no, everybody's on the Internet. Right. <laughs> when you mentioned trains, I think about the things that we used to occupy ourselves with. It's not like having things to, make it, to occupy us, but it's like having the trains take all day to set it up. Yeah. We didn't have a train set, but we had cards. We would play cards. We would make those houses out of cards and set oh, all 52 cards up. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. come look at my cards. And then somebody would come and blow. And we would do that, and we would play games. We played up the letters and down, down the, the shoes. shoes. We played all kinds of board we, games. Oh, and, we and had so, paper dolls. Paper dolls. <laughs> yeah, we and so we spent all our days being creative, I guess. Yeah. yeah. To be creative, because we didn't think it well. Who was buying things then? You know, yeah, you, you'd have board games, but it's like things that you would talk with people and not, mm -hmm. you know, and get engaged in whatever we're doing. You know, we could play all day long playing paper dolls. Yeah. You know, cut them up and set them, set them up and then you're tired. So you just, you know, put them in a box <laughs> and start the next day. But that's what we did. We played, we, yeah, we created played our own things a lot of times. But, too, yeah. remember we used to go to the movies? We went like to movies. Every week. We, we went to movies. Every week we would walk to a movie theater. Cause Where my, was it? What movie theater? It oh. was, it's, was on San Pablo. San Pablo. Okay. So we would walk from Sacramento. Because oh, it's a church now, right? There's San Pablo and. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. that big church. Yeah. San Pablo and. And uh, Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but we would go to Lauren, too, which was on yeah. Adeline. Oh, yeah. right. That's in right. South Berkeley. In South Berkeley. And Ma used to carry me into the show. Oh. To save a dime. Because, 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 because it was, was like, she won't take yeah. up a seat. And I know my legs were hanging down to her yeah. her knees, but she <laughs> would you in a coat. She's a baby. Yeah, yeah I was the baby, and, and uh, to save a dime, I think it was yeah. if it was that much. And we would be there like all day right. because she would get two movies, well, movies 
and the news, news and a cartoon and a cartoon and a cereal and a cereal. Oh, that's right a cereal. so you had to go back every week we, because you know it was a cliffhanger yeah it was usually a western oh so what it was a long ranger long, long ranger. ranger i remember and, bob still you and know, bob was short guy yeah uh, the long ranger because yeah. he had a white, white horse, horse and, right. and tanto <laughs> well, the Tonto or Tonto was well, no, it was Tonto. Tonto, Tonto was the Indian. <laughs> yeah. But there was always a cliffhanger. Yeah. So, you know, the next Saturday, you yeah, would be there. Here come the materials, you know. And that's when you could clap and make noise oh, in the movie without anyone getting mad. Yeah. And you could also get popcorn for 10 cents yeah. and a drink for 5 cents. You, you could go to the movies. I remember well, in cool. high school, I went to the movies and all I needed was a quarter. Yeah. You'd pay to get in, and then you'd have enough money for popcorn, a, and drink, a drink, and a candy bar. Wow. Yeah. So we, it was like, you know, a nickel, a nickel, a nickel. nickel yeah. yeah, everything was and, a nickel. And if you wanted to save money, you went without one of those treats. Yeah. <laughs> but then how much did it cost to go into the movies? That, it was cheap. Well, it, like, it was, was 10, 10 or 15 cents? 10 or 15 cents. Yeah. It was cheap to go to the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went, like, a lot of Saturdays. We went to go on Saturdays. Do that you was, remember any of the movies? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the names. I'm going to tell you what I, at the movies, I started eating Nacos. Oh, the Nacos, yeah. <laughs> Nacos. 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 Are they still around? What are those? They're, oh, like little, they're little candy wafers. Like, yeah. And I could hardly wait till I get to the chocolate one. But oh, they would last me all day. Them. There's a little all packet about this. Through the movie. Yeah. And they and, were a nickel. Yeah, and so I could hardly wait to get the Nacos. And, and so we could only get maybe one thing, one candy, so yeah. I could get something that lasts the longest. Because I would wait till everybody eat, 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 eats theirs first. <laughs> and and the, so I would be the last one with something, something to eat. Make everyone but they jealous. would last. Yeah. I ate those and I started, and then I transferred to eating dots. All the dots. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> dots. About 20 years ago, Ben Bath had Nico's in the store. Because I went, I said, oh, Nico's. And lady looked at me. I said, I got to buy those. We used to eat those when we were children. Incha bought some because Ma used to cut the, the pack in half. And put it in their lunchbox. Oh, it's yeah. her and Steve's Steve. lunchbox. Right. So she found some Nikos and she sent half a roll to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Nikos. <laughs> That's funny. So it, Steve it, was the baby of the family. Okay. So he, he, is, he, is, he, is, he, is, he thinks he is. is. Yeah, he is a baby. <laughs> and so he, oh, my dad would just let Steve, Steve do anything that he wanted. He was so happy to have a boy. Oh. <laughs> was he the first boy? He was the only, only boy. boy. Only boy. And, and he was a baby. baby. How and much the, younger than uh, you, Blanche? Gosh. What, 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 wait, I well, can't remember he's, how old. He was I'm, only four years older than me, my uncle. Okay. Yeah. So okay. And so yeah. there's 12 years between me and Steve. Steve. 11 between me and Inja. Yeah. Then. I was in my first year in college, I think, when Stephen was born. Oh, wow. That's and my right. last year in high school when Lynn was born. So yeah. we were much older. But my dad, oh, he was yeah. so happy he had a boy. <laughs> well, in fact, Daddy had a boat. Yeah. And it was named the Four Sisters. sisters. And it was the second boat named the Four, four sisters. sisters for the four right. of us. And when Lynn was born, it didn't matter. But it when Steve was born, born he, he changed the name of the boat to Lucky, Lucky Day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your parents. Tell us their names and how, they, how did they meet? Oh, gosh. I don't know how. I can't remember how my dear. Yeah, yeah, Dee knows. This is according to our Aunt Emma. Oh. They met in the park at Lake Merritt. Your parents. Our parents. And what are your na- parents' oh. names? Oh. Our mother's name is Thomas, Thomas Virgil. Virgil. <laughs> but, uh, Thomas Virgil. But, but <laughs> Thomas Tom, Virgil. She was okay. named after her father. Okay. She was Thomas Virgil. Virgil. 
but when she went to school, they called her Virgie. Okay. And in later life, they called her Virgie, but her old friends still call her TV. TV. TV was her nickname. Yeah. In fact, I went to a funeral on Friday, and it was like the old Filipino things we used to go to where the grandmothers, which I was one of the, the older ones now, to the babies. And some people didn't recognize me. And my friend Dolores, I was big Dolores. She was, was little, little Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. She, she reminded them that that's TV's daughter. And I, was, I went to a funeral and had such a good time. I couldn't believe it. Just reacquainting myself with all of these old people that I hadn't seen for years. But they remembered us. I remembered them. One lady came over and said, don't you remember me? And I said, well, who, no, Who's, what was your mother's name? So I have to go down the tree to figure this out. And she reminded me that Ginger and I used to call her and her sister Gerber babies. I don't know why we did <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. But she just said, I'm the other Gerber baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew immediately who she was. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to tell us about dad? My dad was a fisherman. He had always wanted to do that. When he came here from the Philippine Islands, he worked in the farms doing whatever they were doing. But he had always wanted to own a boat and all of that. During the Second World War, he was a welder. And he was really a little bit mad because he couldn't get in the Army. And I can't remember what the reason was. But Daddy was so short. Well, maybe that was... You know, he, was short, he was, he was she, really short. She was short. That, that doesn't seem like a legit reason to not be in well, the Army. <laughs> well, well then but he was also Filipino. You know, so. Okay. So he became a welder, but he saved his money so that he finally was able to buy a fishing boat because he loved to get out in the water and fish. And so then he became like a party boat fisherman. So he would take people out past the Golden Gate and they would fish, and he was actually really good at finding the fish. So he always was able to bring back a whole lot of fish, and his, the people who were on the boat would have fish to take home. So that was, I think, that was his big thing There's to have, have this boat. His passion. Yeah. 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 So he's here from the Philippines. The Philippines. Your mom was from where? Arkansas. 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 <laughs> but, but she came here when she was... About three years old or something. Yeah. Here being Oakland? O- Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. With, with her mother. Daddy was 12 years older than Ma. Ma yeah. And according to Emma, when Emma and Ma would go to the Lake Merritt, you know, to sit in the sun like people are still doing, that's when Ma met oh, but, Daddy, okay. according mm-hmm. to Emma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah, we weren't there. <laughs> that's a nice Oakland love story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid that's all we know about that love story. <laughs> okay, no, that's interesting. So, so dad was first generation here. Here, Filipino. Here from Philippines. Wow. Right. Yeah. So Dolores was just talking about all the people that we knew, and they were all Filipino. We would always be getting together with the Filipino families, and they had great parties, lots of oh, good food. food. A lot of food. food. A lot of food. So good. Yeah. Was yeah. there a big Filipino community in oh, Berkeley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, because a, a lot of the soldiers married Filipino ladies, mm. and they brought them back. When Fremont and Union the, City it, was all farmland. No, and so they so were there. There were a lot of them up there. I remember once, I don't know who took me there. I guess it had to be Daddy. But they were harvesting the rice because I remember, you know, I could take my shoes off and walk around and pull up one piece of rice at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but th there were a lot of Filipinos Filipino. there. In fact, there are books. I have books at yeah, home where book. they mention daddy, yeah. Filipinos in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. So there was quite a colony here. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was. Mm -hmm. And his friends would get together quite often. Oh, yeah. And we would always go and they had tons of food. So much food. And we would play with the kids and the families would just all get together and I guess what talk and and, yeah. Yeah. and, and just, eat. We <laughs> eat, we <laughs> eat, we <laughs> eat. Such a Bay Area yeah, thing. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of eating. A lot of eating right yeah. here, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our dad, I guess, surrounded by all these women, but mom and grandma, 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 and, grandma and, lived and then this. four girls, and he was really quiet. Yeah, daddy was. I can't remember when we ever had a conversation, but, you know, he would leave when he was taking the boat out. He would leave at like 4 o'clock in the morning, early, early in the morning, and, you know, take the boat out beyond the Golden Gate Bridge. And then when he'd come back, I just remember he would come back, and he would always be doing something, or if he wasn't, he would sit in his chair. There. By the window, no. nobody could sit there or get out when he's coming, and he would sit there and take a nap. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of conversation. No, no. no. Yeah. yeah. But it was okay because we knew, you know, when he's there, is that we're quiet, we don't bother him or anything yeah. like that. But so he always sat in that, that same, same chair. chair. He sat in that same chair. Yeah. yeah Which was, was that, that when I started going out on dates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He would still be sitting in that, that, that chair, chair, and we would be in the living room, like, trying to talk, and there's my dad, like, just yeah. sitting up there in the chair. He would be pretending he was asleep, asleep. but he uh, wasn't asleep. <laughs> and that's right, he wouldn't talk. He didn't talk, but he would stay <laughs> there. And so you're sitting there on the piano stool, yeah. you're trying to have a quiet conversation. <laughs> then yeah. you get up and turn off the light. It's like, oh, it's time, <laughs> for, to go. time for you to go home. But he, he wouldn't going. say anything. He just turned the light up. <laughs> yeah. That is right. And, and yes, and if you were with a boyfriend or something, you, you couldn't go anywhere else. You just had to sit on that piano. Yeah, just. yeah, with <laughs> that piano stool. Yeah. And I remember when Blanche first started to go out, too. Remember, Daddy wouldn't let you go anyplace unless I went with you. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember. I must have just no, I re put I re that out of I, my No, I, re I remember that because I think the first, not the first, or the second time you went out with Willie. I had to go with, with you. Willie. Yeah, I had to go with you. Yeah, but he, I went out with other people before. Yeah, but I, but I still remember. You know, he didn't want you to go out by your. You know, he felt you needed somebody to go with you. Chaperone. I, I remember, remember. I remember you and David going to see. Maybe it was David. Um, Gone with the Wind. And I was too young to understand what I was looking at, but I had to go to the movies with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we I remember, I remember. That's a long movie. Oh too. my yeah. gosh, that was during high school days. Yeah, when yeah. I was going out with David. Yeah, that but was I, high school. I remember because you were going, and Ma said, "I, you know, it wasn't like why don't you take D? It was like D go with Blanche." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And it was the same thing when, when you got in, even got into college. Oh, I know. Even with college, Daddy didn't want you to. No, because then that's when I was going out with Willie. Brown. Yeah, that's 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 when I had to go out with her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we did, we did. There are a lot of lot of things we. You went to college in San Francisco, oh, right? Yeah, Francisco. but we go, we go to school. Yeah. yeah, we've had this. We know, I know this about you, Blanche. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we've talked about this yeah. before. Right. Well, I, I remember even after Blanche got married, they were going to Sacramento. And Ginger and I, remember we went what? to Sacramento with them, on, and we said we were going with them on their honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went up to the 
Sacramento Fair. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Why did Blanche have to have all the the chaperoning? What about, because what about the rest because of she you? was the eldest. She was the eldest. eldest. She was the oh. eldest. And the, and the they first were one. Not used no. to, oh. they, they were not used to, used to that. Yeah. 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 yeah the, by the time Dolores was going we to shelter, it was okay. Yeah. The president the president was set. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we were sheltered but didn't know it. Yeah, we didn't know it. We were we we functioned as a unit. So that's why you can't go by yourself. You've got to have one other person with you. Yeah. And so it's like Julia had to go and then I was always a tag along. Yeah, we had to tag along. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, have a conversation, just yeah. go. Yeah. And, was free. But, and we all knew we had to be home before that porch light. The, oh, the, por- the, por- the porch light was on. Yes. We had a porch on the outside. The porch, the light was on. That means daddy was still up. Which was a good thing. No, if, if you're it late, wasn't a good, good thing. thing. Oh, <laughs> oh. We were late. Oh, because da- daddy would go to bed between eleven and twelve because he was up at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, you know. I never did that. Yeah, but I remember a lot of times I, I came home, you know. But I know a lot of times I still could remember. He would check to see if we were in bed. Oh, I remember that. He didn't do that with me. I don't oh, think. I remember, I remember that coming in sometimes. That, but that, that's but time I had, I think I was going to San Francisco's state. They, yeah. And he would be taking a shower, getting ready to do uh, we had know, to get in and get, get out. Yeah. So I had to like sneak into the house, <laughs> sneak up the stairs and get in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but I, I, remember, I remember a couple of times though that I remember I was in the bed and I heard the door open and I kind of opened one eye and I saw his daddy making sure that I was in the there. bed. I was in the bed. <laughs> You know, you know. Well, that's because you and and Blanche shared a room. room. So yeah. checking on you guys. We weren't checked on. Yeah, we were. I was. Well, you were still. You, I was going to do that. <laughs> I remember being checked on once when I was in high school, and I belonged to this club, and we would have a Shanghai night, which meant we would go and get the boys. You know, we would tell their mother we we're going to come and get them, and then we'd all go to someone's house and have breakfast and come home. Oh, that's right. We should do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Shanghai night yeah. for the Bethenians. Yeah. And oh. uh, and the fellas usually knew about it because they said their mothers would lay out pajamas and stuff, yeah. you know, when they were going yeah. to bed. But I came home, I guess it was still dark, and got in the bed. Ginger and I shared bunk beds, and I was in the upper bed. And I always sleep with the cover over my head. Yeah. I still do. And Ma did not see me, and she must have called everybody I knew. Oh, <laughs> where is Dolores? Dolores. And someone finally said, she's in the bed. I think Ginger finally said, she's in the bed. Oh, that was horrible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I didn't do anything, but I sure got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I still got in trouble when I was going to college. Yeah, because I did They were always checking up. Oh, they sure did. On me to make sure I was in. And sometimes, you know, Willie and I would be sitting in the car outside. Oh, my God. Mother, she just had a fit when she saw that. (laughs) Well, Julia, you have to tell them about the time you didn't come home. Yeah, I didn't come home. (laughs) Remember, I went over there. I went with Blanche. Blanche, you were married. I remember I went to your... To my house? Yeah, when you were in the... You know, I'm high in the church, you know, in that place. Yeah. And there was somebody, and I still can't forget that fellow's name. There was somebody. It was real meaningful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Worth the night out. Well... And he said, well, just go to my house. And I said, okay, you know how you're in college? Okay. But I had a call home. And I told Mama that I'm going to spend the night at Blanche's house tonight. She said, okay. But 
how that happened. I think Blanche had to end up calling mom. But yeah, because it, oh yeah, or something like that. Something like that. that. Because I didn't, I didn't well, come. Oh, because you didn't come home. I didn't go home. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I think. Yeah, I think. Yes, I, I know Blanche, but then you know, mom didn't like to confront people. Yeah, that's yeah. What was good and bad. Yeah, yeah. because I remember I was yeah. smoking. I was the only one in the it's family that smoked. Blowing the smoke out of the, the window, <laughs> the bathroom window, and the neighbor came over to tell Ma the house was on fire. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> and, Ma, and Ma came up to the bathroom and she said, "Are you smoking?" And I said, "Oh no, that's the soap." And that was that was the end of it. Ma knew I was smoking. smoking yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she just didn't she like to confront us. Yeah, because she, she was her, her her favorite phrase was, "I'm going to tell your daddy." Yeah, that's oh, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm going to tell daddy. That scared us. That scared us. And daddy, daddy never did anything, but no. just the thought of, I'm going to tell your daddy. And yeah. I said, oh, Lord. That's right. He never hollered at us or mm-hmm. everything. Well, we just didn't want him to know. Yeah. Yeah. It was a threat. Just, just like we don't want our dad to know anything, but I can't remember. We, we never got spankings. No, we never did. You know, we, we weren't. And we were never punished for anything. You know, I like, used to get spankings no, when I was small. I did. Did I? I used to get I don't remember getting spanked. Well, maybe they stopped. Maybe they stopped. Maybe Ginger doesn't remember anything. I remember it was raining hard, and you couldn't get in the house. Ma wasn't home or something because we didn't have keys. Yeah, and you went to Betty Weaver's house. Oh, right. And you came home and you were just soaking wet. Oh, I don't remember that. And you got a whipping for being soaking (laughs) wet and not waiting in that little alcove for Ma to come home. But I remember. Oh, I don't remember Because we all had to stand in the living room and watch. Well, I don't remember <laughs> Yeah, but then she, what she spanked me with was like... A slipper. Yeah. A that slipper is, or a newspaper <laughs> rolled up. Yeah, so it wasn't nothing. You know. So it wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. But I like, remember holding that arm and... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she <laughs> I used to get in trouble for... And I was innocent. Grandma... I remember Grandma once said, TV, Dolores is in here rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything, and then yeah. I got in trouble, and, you know, Mom was yelling and doing whatever she would do. And then after it was all over, Grandma came and hugged me, and you know how Grandma yeah, yeah. was a big person, and she said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> So it was like, Grandma, you're always starting something. Yeah. I get in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just always remember she's rolling her, her eyes at yeah. me. Oh. oh, yeah, she would be really good at rolling her eyes. Eye. Yeah. All she had to do was, like, get, cut her eyes over to the side. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. Can we, yeah. Can we switch gears a little bit okay, to... So Berkeley, Berkeley today is very different in my mind than how it must have been when you four were growing up there. But what I'm wondering is if there's a similar way we've, so we've been doing all of these series about the environment and how Berkeley and, you know, the Bay Area were very environmentally conscious, but Berkeley specifically is so environmentally conscious, very political. People take a lot of action in Berkeley. There's a lot of opinions in Berkeley. A lot of things get done in Berkeley. Could you talk about that a little bit growing up there in high school? Is that kind of the feel that you had then or Mm. did that come later? I think it came later. Later. Really? Yes. uh, All the time I was in high school, I don't remember anything like that, but... I don't know. We didn't have to worry about the kind of things that we worry about, about now. Yes. Because, yeah, we got our milk 
in milk bottles mm -hmm. that they left at the door. Oh, yeah. And when you finished, you left it at the door and they would pick it up. We didn't have plastic. Going back to Berkeley changing, I know I would, when I was in high school, I was doing things that I know my mother wouldn't approved of. You know, I supported the Black Panthers. I went to a couple mm -hmm. of meetings. I never told them my mm -hmm. name. I gave them cash. I never, well, I didn't have a checking account. I was still in high school. And that was like the late 50s. I graduated in 60. And I became aware of, of a lot of stuff. I always read the newspaper because Ma read the newspaper every morning. So I just, I've always read the newspaper in the morning. And I just became aware. And I was with a group of people whose mothers were not radicals, but they were social workers. Or they, their mm -hmm. mothers worked. Our mother didn't work. Oh, yeah. And they were aware of what was happening, what was happening to the working mm -hmm. class. And I just learned a lot from my school friends. And then it was different also because our, I remember having a lot of young teachers. And so they would talk about how things really were. Really? That's fascinating. So your teachers and your school environment. At, at Berkeley High. Yeah. At Berkeley High. Uh -huh. Yeah. And you felt like you couldn't share that with your parents? No, because I know Ma would not approve of me cutting class, marching somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also being with the Black Panthers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, especially with the Black, Black Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would have had a heart attack. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, it's not like I'm pro-Black Panthers, but they're the only ones who were doing something. That they, that they fed right. the kids, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. they, they had after-school programs. Everyone else talked about it. And I think that's when I started paying attention, when I was mm -hmm. in high school. And no, I never shared that with my sisters because I was afraid they'd tell and then I'd be in trouble again. But by, <laughs> but, but by that time, I was married and living yeah, in San, San Francisco. Francisco. But I was starting to get involved in that kind of thing in San Francisco, mm -hmm. at San Francisco State, you know, the marches and, and all of that stuff. And I became a member of a dance company that really talked about what was happening to black people and the kind of dances that we did. And we did started doing African-style dance and all that stuff. So it was something that wasn't happening in my time in mm -hmm. Berkeley, but Dolores. Dolores' time, yeah. Right. yeah. And, the, what, and Black Panthers started, was it in Oakland or was it in Berkeley, the first chapter? It Oakland, was in Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of slowly came it start, to Berkeley. It started well. to like build. Yeah. yeah. All the way to San Francisco. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Oh, San Francisco State was really involved in a, a lot of that. We had things where we walked out of class. They were saying that we were going to cut us loose from, from school and all that kind of stuff. But we did a lot of marching. Like walkout strikes? Yeah. 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 I can't remember doing yeah, that. Any, any of that. I just kind of remember that... Say at home, there was no discussion as far no, as I no. know. Don't make waves sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't, yeah. It's like, don't even bring up the subject. Yeah. Because I remember mother was saying, it's just like, be nice, you know, be, yeah. be nice. You know, just kind of not, not go along with the program, but it's just like these issues weren't even raised. I know grandma had a lot of, you know, she could say a lot, but it's never, I, ne I didn't hear it or mm -hmm. I didn't trickle or I didn't, I wasn't there for some reason or didn't understand what they were talking about. But I remember mm -hmm. the Black Panthers, there were a couple of people who were actually in my grade or grade above me and I knew them, but I remember in high school that there was segregation, you know, oh, just yeah. on the hill in Brickley High, there's oh, a hill. My God. And yeah. you'd yeah. have like, like the black folks oh, on one side. And, and, and it's like, oh, that was just like, 
you know, didn't even protest or anything, but it's like my friends are over here, and so we just gather, and there was, they're over there. Mm-hmm. But there was a difference there, but it was never brought up. up yeah. You know, but, but I did notice, I guess, as I got older that nothing was said. You know, you, there was no action on the part of a lot of my friends because we just kind of accepted that it was, because yeah. that's how it was. And also remembering it's like, okay, don't make waves Oof. sort of thing. But I remember Prepare. one episode when I was in high school. Garfield was a school where it was in the, the yeah, city where all the white folks lived. And South Berkeley was where all the black folks lived. So I remember we were going to a football game because Berkeley High was playing Garfield High, which was the white kids. And there were about eight or ten of us going to the game, and we were walking up the street headed towards Garfield. And this little boy with his mom came dancing by us going, Hi, black niggas! Hi, black (laughs) niggas! (laughs) And we had to hold back one of the guys because he was going to punch the little boy. Yeah. (laughs) So it was happening. It was happening, you know, when I was in high school. But it, it was just very subtle. Oh, yeah, it was subtle. And the way the, the city was made, white people lived in one area, black, black people, people lived in another And area. the Hispanics lived in another. They lived and in, when I was in yeah. high school, it was the same way. Yeah. The white kids all had their lunch, like on what they call the slope. Yeah. The black kids had another space somewhere else yeah. in Berkeley High. And it was just something that... You know, we took for granted, yeah, put it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't talked about at that time. But it sounds like when Dee Dee was what, but Didi, in high school, but she's much younger, she's younger than yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. I think a lot of my high school years, we were active quietly mm-hmm. because there were people, you know, the hill people, and yeah. those were the white people. Yeah. And some of those are, I just had my 62nd class reunion. Some of those were, we, we were laughing because we said all of us had a white person who would take, you know, look out for us. That if we were in a situation and you were the only black person there, they'd say, she's with me, you know, and, and I'm still friends with my white person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and uh, we were aware of it, and, and we would talk about it. And it was like, but what can we do? Yeah. And all we decided was, well, we got to go to school and get an education and get a job where we could make a difference. Right. Right. And you all went to college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's pretty unique for women of your generation to have all gone to college. We all went to San Francisco State College. It was a state college then. Okay. Yeah. You know, cause we kind of would have liked to go into Cal, but Cal was so expensive. And we were like, every year with somebody in college and that, yeah. that that's you know a lot I mean, of money that's a lot of money for your family right yeah well, a lot. well i remember when i went to san francisco state tuition was 48 dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh really wow. yeah well, yes. really sign me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah because ours was like 24 yeah, 29 it was, it was really... like that yeah it was 20 something it was 20 but, but, you know we all went to college but no one I remember no one ever asked us, what, do we what, want to do? what did you want to do? Right. I had always wanted to be a pediatrician, and I knew there was no way yeah. I could, you know, we, I don't think we were sophisticated enough to know about scholarships and things, things like, like that, that or mm-hmm. grants, and, and, and as, you know, I, yeah. was, I was still 40 years oh. old, and, and my husband had said, you know, it's not too late for you to go to school, because he knew I really wanted to be a pediatrician. 
Yeah, because when we were going to school, even our counselors didn't kind of steer you. No. They steered you to say, oh, you can be a a secretary, secretary. or a, t- a teacher. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that was like that's a... That's right, secretary. Or a teacher. And this was... Can you or social worker. Social? The this worker. was the 60s? Because I got out of high school in... Well, I graduated... I was 54. You, I was 54. 53, 54. So this was like in the 50s. So this is still the 50s. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you had a counselor tell you what to do. You know, not yeah. tell, what help you, you know, find yeah. out your grades. But the, no, right. one, no, no one encouraged you to do... Anything, anything except being a, a teacher, social worker, po- oh, or the post office. Right. So, see, for a lot of our friends were in the post office. Yeah, really. Yeah, a lot oh, of the guys. You, I, was gonna, gonna, I was going to add on to Dee Dee's aspiring to be a pediatrician. A now I want you to aspire to be a geriatrics person because we need those. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> you can work on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we need it. <laughs> but, but as far as our education, yeah. um, I think we were encourage i mean you know you're just going to go to college but also it's like our dad said and we did this always to junior high school to high school he said learn something that you you have a skill so that get you can actually do a, something and get it rather job. than you know like like book learning is good but i want you to be able to yeah. do something and so i think all of us have done that we know how to do things but it's not and as julia was saying like even in in our counselors they never said okay we're gonna we're gonna steer you towards college prep we had yeah. we had good grades mm-hmm. but they always steered us to, towards, towards vocational yes yeah, yeah. And, and secretary secretarial Very vocational good. and i remember i wanted to take like carpentry you know that was for boys it's like there was no way that a girl could take mm-hmm. those kind of skills but mm-hmm. it's just working with her hands and being able to mm-hmm. work machines you know just do that's what we did. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know, made a living doing that. But it's yeah. just like there was not any mentorship or any, yeah. any encouragement about, like, going and taking another path. Yeah. Wow. And was that pretty common among your friends in, in the community that you were with? Was, uh, well, with all, were all your friends like that, too? Some, some of the friends that we were in business, like business yeah. ed, and then the others were either in social the work, work or, or in teachers. teachers. Okay. And that was it. And a lot more into teachers to social work because their parents were in that. Yeah. You know that, and see with Daddy being a fisherman and Mama housewife, but we didn't know what that meant at that. No, you know, just learned by yeah. association. Yeah. yeah, and so if you if you had friends were going, we had a lot of friends who who are parents were from the south, and mm. I think you have a different mentality if you are from the south. And then too, you yeah. expected to get married early. Yeah, yeah, because that's right. You how were, early? Yeah. Like oh, right out of high school? school? No, I I was in college for what a yeah. couple of years. I can't remember how old I was. Yeah, the, the, the school, the school said suppo- you were supposed to get married too. Yeah, see, and I never got married, so I was. Grandma always said, "Oh, you so mean, you never gonna get married." Oh, <laughs> yeah, my grandma oh, told me. Oh, grandma told me that once. Oh, she said, "You so mean." Yeah. Well, you were mean. Yeah, <laughs> I was mean. Yeah, and so I just never. You know, I'm still a material. <laughs> I'm still a material. <laughs> well, it feels like you were all very strong women and powerful women who, at the time, were even. You know, even Ooh. just talking. I mean, mm-hmm. you all just hit your yeah, fists yeah. on the table. And, and we did. You know? and, like, we, and we did go. We, were told. we did go places. You know, yeah. even with the secretarial degree, I did go and work. I worked for oh, Kaiser you, Company. Yeah. And you, know, you were the like I was the first, first black, black woman. woman to work at Kaiser. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to go through so wow. many. Hur- I had to go through so many hurdles. Plus, I had a college degree. Oh. And I met all these other ladies who only went to high school, and that really made me mad. But I, you had to hold your tongue. You couldn't say. You couldn't talk about you it. You couldn't talk about it. You just had to be there. And you yeah, were, but you worked for Kaiser. I worked for Kaiser. Mr. Kaiser. I worked for, yeah. Wow. I worked for Edgar Kaiser. My goodness. There were four. Julia was there at Kaiser. Yeah. And I, I remember going to college. We also worked. Yeah, and and went to school, so it was like uh, like a commute college yeah. because we we stayed at home, and somebody yeah. picked all of us up, took us to state. 
came back home, but I had a job on campus. So we always worked and went to school, school and right. to balance that. Right. But, it, but as far as like working, see, there were like four of us, college educated, who started working at Kaiser. Okay. Julie was one, and I think there were two others, and I was maybe the fourth yeah. uh, more minority, minority, yeah. who worked there. And we did, you know, secretarial work, administrative mm-hmm. work. And so uh, it's almost like everybody around us, well, I remember taking classes at State. And uh, this guy also interviewed at Kaiser, and he was like in sales or something. And so I remember he was, inter- I know I got a higher grade than he did too, but it was like the direction is, okay, this guy, he's going to be offered like an intern, like for a salesman. And I would say, okay, we're going to steer you into like mm-hmm. like uh, a, a secretary, which I could do. And I said, yeah. well, you know, I cannot do that. You know, but it was just the difference that I noticed also, as Julia did, is yeah. that like you have, oh, you're surrounded by all these other people without college degrees, degrees but they don't offer any program for development, you know, mm-hmm. to go to the next stage. Yeah. But, you know, I could do that, so that was fine. And then I kept working and working and working for people with more responsibility. And mm-hmm. so I ended up working for the chairman also. So yeah, it was like, I, we were working on the same floor at one time. Yeah. And then I, I mean, so that was fine, and I'm happy that I stayed there for like 55 years. Yeah, so I was there for a long time. <laughs> the old timer. <laughs> but I did, I did work, because I did go to Washington, D.C. with Kaiser. <laughs> we could tell those stories. <laughs> when I was going to Washington. Oh. Well, let me let me add this. I also worked for Kaiser. Didi, did we all work for Kaiser? But not I, me. You not Didi. Yeah. And I was going to school, and I was married and going to school, and I advanced through Kaiser to middle management. And I'm aware that I got hired because they needed a minority because someone was suing Kaiser yeah. or something, and so it came down to me and a black man. But I was like a double minority. Yeah. Yeah, so so I got the job and was very much aware. There were only three women. We were yeah. the office managers at the hospitals. And the men managers had secretaries. They bought the women computers. The own stuff. Yeah, yeah. we had to do, do, our, our, own, do our, own our own stuff. And I remember I was really a badass, I think. <laughs> I would just start stuff. And, um, you still do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Me. And, and I remember at a meeting, we're all sitting there, and the boss, I won't even mention his name, said, Dolores, why don't you refill our coffee? And so I said, I'm going to be good. And I got a napkin and put it over my arm and walked around the table. And I said, may I help you, sir? Can I help you, sir? And nobody wanted coffee. <laughs> nobody dared got some coffee because that coffee would have been all over, over their the heads. Head. Yeah. But, but it was like all, the, all of these yeah, people here. Yeah. I don't, and, you know, and I wanted to say, I don't even drink coffee. Why am I serving yeah. coffee? But I said, no, be cool. Yeah. So in my coolest posture. <laughs> yeah. You want some coffee, sir? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they said, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and people were putting their heads down. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I used to just say things and it would just break up a meeting and cause, like, oh, we need to get a facilitator in here and talk about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There were, it ended up there were three black women managers at one time. And you sit with your friends. And one man said, Look at those black ladies. They always sit together. Wow. Oh, did I jump off the table <laughs> and said, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who are you sitting with? All those white men. Yeah. 
And then there were two other white ladies who just kind of fell under the table. But, <laughs> but you know, yeah. why, why are you picking on us? And it just started, we yeah. ended up going up to St. Helena and spending a week there or some time there to have this discussion on race and uh, just... Mm-hmm. Just all of these inequities because we were getting paid less than the men. And and I remember once my boss told me, I don't know why you women, you know, bitch about your salaries. You got men to take care of you. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, I could have sued his ass. Uh, I mean, yeah. I could have sued what, him. Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember what year that was when that, that, was, that, that was like, that was uh, 83. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was eighty three. Yeah, the eighties when a lot that of things happened. That was in the eighties, and then uh, you know, then they moved me up to Vallejo because I, I think they got tired of me in Richmond. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that you know, it was it was hard because I remember when I had one job when I, I used to do work for the board of directors. I was the only a little black person up there, and the board was all white. No, we had two black people on the board, and I would do all these trips, and I would go on these trips. And I went, went to one hotel, and I, first I went to one hotel, and I said, I'm here to see about our meeting. Can I go over the, over the rooms? And I saw the lady when she came in, the sales lady, because she said, oh, I'm waiting for my customer I'm going to see today. And she looked at everybody, but she didn't look at me. I was the only one sitting in the lobby, and I always made sure I was on time. And the reception said, oh, she's over there. And the lady, her mouth fell open because she just she passed me by, didn't even ask, are you Miss Vitero? Well, there are a lot of things. I went to one place, another place I went to, and I said, oh, we'll plan all this stuff. I'll sign all the bills, and the bills come to me. And that's when Don Duffy was alive, and he was with me. This is a, a fellow that I knew real well because we worked together a lot. And she looked at Don and said, oh, does she get all the bills? And he said, well, she approves everything. She knows how much we're going to spend. And, and I almost said, and, you know, we didn't worry about how much we spent. We just spent the money. And she didn't, and she, this lady didn't know what to say. You know, you go to all these places and you're the only one there. You know, I would set up the meetings. You were, they didn't recognize our authority. Well, they didn't. Because I had a yeah. young man who was my assistant. Yeah. And they always spoke to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I got rid of him because he would answer. The second man, the, the first man I had would say, she's the boss. Yeah. But this other guy would just act like he was he the was boss. The boss. Yeah. And once he told me to do something... Mm-hmm. That was it for that. Yeah, was, that was it. You know what jumped out of my pocket? <laughs> well, that was the same thing with well, yeah. like Don yeah. Duffy went with me. He would say, "She's the person in charge. She's the one any yeah. problems." And and he said right and right away, and don't bother any of our men who are here at this meeting, because they called me once down to the lobby. The desk clerk called me and said, "Oh, all oh, these men were having drinks tonight." And I knew who they were. We had a lot of drinkers. And he said, they said, charge everything to your room. I said, that's okay. I said, the company's going to pay for it. And I know who they are. And I said, I know who they are. It's one of those things that you go someplace and they don't believe you. <laughs> you know, they don't believe you. You know, they look at you. Especially why they didn't believe me, because I always said, this is Julia Vitero calling. So they didn't know who Julia Vitero was. They couldn't figure out, you know, what the name was. Because one person asked me, oh, where are you from? I said, where did you get your name from? I said, my father. That's all I said. And, oh, but then they wanted to know. Where's your father from? Yeah. And I said, and I just said, oh. And I kind of turned around and walked away. I mean, all these things happen. But, you know, you, don't, you know they're happening, but they happen to you personally. You know, especially when I went to Washington. A lot of stuff happened oh, in I Washington. Because I was in charge of a lot. <laughs> I was in charge of a lot of stuff. When I worked for Mr. Kaiser, I was in charge of all these big dinners they would have. 
And I went to one place, it was a, this private club. I said, oh, we're going to have dinner. We're going to have 10 tables of eight each. So I would tell them what, what we want to do because that was the way he did it. And we didn't care how much money we spent. And I said, for every two tables, I need a serving person. They said, oh, that's too much. I said, no, no, it's not too much. I said, because we all have to eat at the same time. They felt they could tell me how we, I want to run our meetings, yeah. what to do. And I knew what I had to do because I was told, and I wasn't told, but I had been to enough of our dinners to yeah. know that you what knew. it was supposed to Well, I knew, happen. yeah. And I knew what was happening. So yeah. how did you react? Were you like, no? No, no, I said, no. Each table, we need a wait person. And I said, don't worry, we're going to pay for it. And I just turned around and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so we always ask at the end of our interviews, we always ask what the hope is for the future. But with you guys, because, <laughs> because, you, because there's so many things happening right now in the world. Yeah. And everyone has grandchildren or grandnieces and grandnephews. Yeah. What is it that you would want your as my father would say, offspring or relatives. <laughs> to, if they're hearing this podcast, what would you want them to take away? That you know what you want to do and find a way to do it. And you don't let anybody turn you down or tell you you're not qualified or anything like that. Because you have to work for what you want and you know what's right. So that's what I hope. But then I don't think I have to worry about that. <laughs> you know what Bisha's like. <laughs> that's my granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, Blanche, we have to really acknowledge who we are to everybody. So everybody knows who we are and what we really believe in. And don't let anyone else tell you what's right or what's wrong. You do what's best for yourself and for your family. I mean, there'll be a lot of outside people want to rule your life, but you got to be strong and say, I'm going to do that. I would like my relatives and my offspring, <laughs> my offspring. To, to, to have lives fulfilled, have your dreams fulfilled. And from what I'm seeing now that they're on the right path and they speak up, they have opinions, they have critical thinking, which I don't think I had because yeah. they told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and just to go forth and know your goals, reach your goals. And but the thing is, I want them to be fulfilled, be happy individuals. Some things you can't worry about because yeah. you have no control over. Take care of the things that you can control. Always have your high goals and always be considerate and have compassion for other people. And it's not all about yourself and how you prosper or how your growth is because it's your surroundings that make a difference too. So always be aware of your community and just have compassion. And I think that is empathy for other people too. My biggest thing now is, you know, as you get older, what was your priority is no longer a priority. And sometimes it just really doesn't matter at all. And for me personally, I just want to live the rest of my life. But I, I told my doctor, I think I have 15 more years. So, you know, I want to be happy when I'm 95. I want to have my health for my children. I just want happiness for them to persevere to do what they think is best, because that's all you could do. It may not be best, but, but if you think it's best, you know, just persevere. Just never, never give up. It's never too late to succeed. Exactly. Right. It's never too late. Well, 
thank you all so much. Thank, thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> and Michaela. Yeah, Michaela and Susan for, for being on Beyond the Fog Radio. Thank you thank so much. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. Well, so this interview, I absolutely loved. Of course I did, because it's my family. But you know what? Family or no family, those are stories I had not heard before, especially with the four of them talking at the same time, telling all kinds of stories about growing up and then also going into the careers and having to deal with racial bias and just bias in general, dealing with the kind of inequity that our country, cities, and towns keep happening over and over and over again. It reaffirmed while we're doing this podcast in the first place, which is to tell oral history of the San Francisco Bay Area, which actually resonates with oral history of our country. So it was a pretty powerful interview. You know, anytime we get to hear from generations such as Blanche, what I'm always left with is the resilience of that generation. You know, they've survived adversity especially with racism. And like when they speak, it's like, yeah, that happened. And I'm just in awe of where they are now. And the word resilience keeps coming to mind. And I just love hearing, you know, what was it like back then for anyone of that generation? Exactly. Absolutely. I have a lot of the same feelings about this interview, but I also am remembering how sweet it was to listen to the four of them. Number one, just to sit and chat with the four of them. They're all the cutest ladies you've ever talked to. And it was it was so cute just hearing the way that they used to interact together as children and how close they all are and how they all really kind of respect each other, too. They, the way that they were brought up, the way that Berkeley brought them up was to love each other and keep family really close and keep community really close. And I think that really reigned in well for me, just coming from, you know, just me and my sister. And we weren't close like that. So I thought that was really interesting to hear about how life was like back then with a big family of girls <laughs> and and your grandfather, Susan. Like, yeah, it was so cool to just hear the way that their family interacted. And yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, we have a really close family. What's crazy is that everyone is literally super physically close still. My one aunt lives literally next door and the other ones live really close as well. And then my uncle Steve lives in LA and then my aunt Inja is in Redwood City. So, I mean, everyone's like so yeah, close still here. They're still here yeah. and they're also emotionally close. So mm -hmm. it's, we're a very fortunate family. Speaking of family, you know, one voice that you might recognize in your family room, for those of you who've been in the Bay Area for the last 30 years or so, is our next week's guest, which is Carolyn Tyler the news anchor for KGO. And she is also our guest host this fall, where we explore the world of classical performance. On September 16th, Carolyn Tyler will be producing a fantastic conversation between Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, and Alonzo King, who is the artistic director of Lions Ballet here in the Bay Area. And they'll be having a conversation about the intersection between basketball and ballet. Super exciting conversation. 
After this interview, we'll go right back to exploring the neighborhood on September 14th. So be sure to listen to next week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. We are at Beyond the Fog Radio so you can see all of these photos of what we're doing in San Francisco. You can listen to the new episode next week and all of our episodes on Google, Spotify, or Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again for joining us here at Beyond the Fog Radio. And until next week, take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. Beyond the Fog Radio, all rights reserved, 2022.